I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is another mini-episode. It's another one. In a hot closet. It's not bad yet. It's the same thing as last time where I'm like, okay... I'm okay right now. Like, right now I'm at the perfect temperature, but I know as we go on for the next, like, hour and a half in here... It's gonna get hot. Yeah. Um, I'm not wearing a bra again. I can't, like... It's supposed to be, like, 100 degrees this weekend, so, yeah. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Super fun. I'm gonna be like, T, we're living in your pool this weekend. I'm going to the beach. Like, I haven't gone to the beach at all this year, and so I'm like, I'm going to the beach. Can you tell that I went to the beach? Yeah, you are peeling. Oh, I was really rubbing you saw me last time. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm peeling a little... Not as bad as I thought I would, though. Right, yeah. And my legs were the worst part. I thought my legs were going to be, like... You were bright red. I I thought you were going to, like, yeah, be in considerable pain. Little bits here and there. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so, (sighs) um, what do you have I don't have anything, like, sad. Okay, I've got something that's that's pretty negative. So okay, let's do that we then. can we can open with that. So Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Should we talk about Jeffrey Epstein? I don't know about Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, he was recently arrested again. He is a big time billionaire New York finance person. Okay. No one he's kind of one of these very mysterious figures who like no one really knows how he made all of his money. Okay. Like he didn't grow up super, super wealthy or anything, yeah. but he has been a staple in the New York elite for a very long time. What does I've, he do? I've heard is him he... described as a Gatsby figure, right? You know, like how Jay oh. Gatsby is like, no one knows how he got so yeah. rich, but he throws parties with famous people all the time. That's kind of what Jeffrey so, Epstein is. So do we know if he has like a job? 
Um, he does, but, like, I think he claims to be, like, a finance person for billionaires, and so he's, like, it's a very elite client list, and so he never reveals his client list, so you can never... Um, confirm who's on his client trusted. list. No, he cannot be trusted. He cannot be trusted. He never got a college degree, which, hey, no shade. Yeah, he but never, if you're doing something like that... Right, he never got a college degree, but he ended up teaching mathematics at, like, this prestigious school that, like, William Barr, our attorney general, his yeah. father was the like superintendent or dean or whatever of this like private school that he taught at hire someone as a teacher when they don't have a degree it's bizarre and there was there's only one person who's confirmed to be like on his pay on his client list Mm -hmm. as a finance and who's manager and it's like somebody who owns he owns like victoria's secret and limited to and all of these other companies so to me and you know they can't verify his money because it's going through the virgin islands Okay. So once you hear what he has been arrested for in the past yeah. and what he is currently arrested for, you, it will make more sense, I feel. Okay. So he is a convicted sex offender. He's on good. the sex offender good, registry. Good, good, good. Uh, because, like, way back in the day, like in, not way back, but in, like, 2007 or so, okay. he was arrested on charges of, like... I don't, I don't know exactly what the charges were, but it had something to do with underage girls. And they, he has a private jet that he calls, or he might not call it, but everybody else calls it, kind of like the name for this private jet, is the Lolita Express. <gasps> because it like Lolita. goes to and from places, and it usually has a bunch of like young, young girls. girls in this plane. Have you ever read plane. Lolita? I have not because the concept of it grosses me out. I read probably half of it and it's very dense and disturbing. So I didn't finish it, but it was like a it's a well-written book, but it's yeah, it's disturbing. Yeah, it's it's a gross idea. So this Lolita Express, uh, a lot of kind of like powerful people, politicians have been said to have <gasps> ridden in this uh plane. So Great. Former President Bill Clinton acknowledged to flying on Epstein's private plane four times, along with staff staff members and a security detail. Well, has he? What has he said has gone on? Does he talk? He about He stresses that he didn't know anything about the crimes with Epstein, but his name has been circulated uh, with a lot of other people's names for a long time. Right. Because currently, Epstein was just arrested again on charges of human trafficking. Oh my god! Um, because these wi- these women now, some of them are women, although there have they been were like children at the time. They were like fourteen, and there have been a number of like new allegations, new victims who are currently underage, I believe, uh, as young as thirteen. Wow! And he would recruit them. He would um, pay them more once he had recruited them to recruit other girls and bring so it's them like a in. Sex cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like in this. It's like in this CBS News article, they called it kind of like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Like sex pyramid scheme, essentially. Oh, uh, but gross. So when he was arrested in Palm Beach, Florida in 2006, it was said from a prosecution memo that 
he and several female assistants would recruit underage females to travel to his home in Palm Beach to engage in lewd conduct in exchange for money. Some went there as much as 100 times or more. <gasps> Some of the women's conduct was limited to performing a topless. And the women, again, we need to stop why. saying that because these were underage girls. These they were girls. Kids. So, yes, these were children. Some of these girls' um, conduct was limited to performing a topless or nude massage while Mr. Epstein masturbated himself. Mm. For other women, the conduct escalated to full sexual intercourse. Under the terms of his two... So he made a plea deal in 2008... And he worked it out in secret with the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida at the time, Alex Acosta. Mm -hmm. And Epstein pleaded guilty to a lesser state charge, but it's sealed, so I don't know what that is. And he served 13 months in county jail, but was allowed to leave each day to work in his office. So he never went to prison. Kidding me. He stayed in a county jail, and every day he was released on work release to go to his Manhattan office. Really? Mm -hmm. Six days a week. Really? Mm-hmm. Really, for thirteen months, so a year. But you weren't—you were, you were even really. there during the day. But not really, right? You're sleeping there at night. It's mm-hmm. like an apartment. Essentially, yeah. You leave in the morning. You come back in the evening. That is absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm curious as to what charge he pled guilty for, where that would be okay. Well, it—it's also money. It's know, like he's got so much money. He's a billionaire. Um, he's got very Ugh. important friends, and honestly, a lot of these people who were partying with him were at the bare minimum complicit and what we're hearing now is most likely they were involved in this it's sex trafficking i want to know who i want to know who um trump almost definitely so what? we'll get to that in just a second um but because of this plea deal he was also required to register as a sex offender um and now this deal is being investigated because they were like why did they allow this kind of well because they, they didn't even give him the opportunity to like pay for his crime Right. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. He's going to go out and he's going to do the... Of course he, he is. got away with he's it. He's untouchable. He's going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> when they um, raided his home, they found naked photographs of underage girls in Epstein's closet. Oh and according God. to federal prosecutors in July of 2000, uh, in the July 2019 raid that just happened uh, of Epstein's Upper East Side townhouse, they uncovered a vast trove of lewd photographs of young-looking women or girls in his Manhattan man- mansion. Federal prosecutors said law enforcement found compact discs with handwritten labels including the following, young and the name, plus another name. Miscellaneous Nudes 1, Girls Picks Nude. So he would put Young even on these, like, Mm -hmm. compact discs. And this man is, like, 66, by the way. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. So... I hope that a lot of people go down for this, and I know that there are people on both sides. I don't understand why this is a partisan issue. It shouldn't no. be because this, this guy's is a piece of shit. And this is pedophilia. If Bill Clinton goes down, fucking good, burn it all down. You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. Um, who are we trying to protect here? Exactly. So, oh, I did see this guy's face. Yes. So, President Donald Trump in 2002, this is going to gross you out, in 2002, he talked about his relationship with Epstein because he knew him. And, in fact, some of these girls were recruited from Mar-a-Lago, from from Trump's um, estate, Mar-a-Lago, in Florida. And there have been things that are, like, private parties where... Trump and Epstein attended, and then everyone else in attendance were women, like, 28 women and Trump and Epstein. So you know that they were involved in some really fucked up shit. For real. So President... 
I can never get used to saying that. Don't even and say it's it. And almost, his presidency's almost over, and I still can't get used to saying it. Donald Trump spoke about his relationship with Epstein in a 2002 New York Magazine interview. He said, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. <laughs> Trump said this in 2002, and this week when he was asked for a comment about his good friend Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. who he just said was a terrific guy, he said that he had not spoken to Epstein in 15 years and he wasn't a fan. Sure. It directly contradicts the sure. shit that you okay. literally just said. Okay, Don. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with this. Currently, I know the most recent thing that I heard about it is that he is trying to be released on bail. The judge is like, I'm pretty sure he's no. a flight risk. Yeah. And, he, and he was like, well, I'll ground my private plane. I'll ground all of my cars. And it's just like, you have so much money and so many connections, and probably people who do not want their secrets to be released, yeah. that... If you wanted to get the fuck there's out of... There's a will, there's a way. Man. Right. If you yeah. wanted to get out of the country, you could. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh I I don't God. know. I don't know. But it's really gross. Ugh. At this point, you know, there could be up to 100 women and girls involved in, in this Disgusting. situation. And again, I will reiterate, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you were involved in this shit... I hope you go down. And to me, I feel like this does answer the question of where he's getting his money. Because if he's trading girls for money, mm-hmm. if that's a possibility of what he's doing, it would make sense that you can't track any of his clients. Yeah, why he's like, a billionaire. Yeah, you're saying that these cl- clients are private billionaire financial clients, when in reality they could just be part of this sex ring that you yeah. have going on, and then you're funneling all the money through a bank in the Virgin Islands so that it's not as easily traced. So, I guess we'll see what happens there. Great! I hope everybody burns. Same. Take everyone Burn down. Burn them all down. Yeah. Well... I want to talk about the U.S. women's soccer team. Yes, I'm going to go see them at the Rose Bowl on August 3rd. I love it. Anthony is, you know, you know I'm Anthony. I'm sure Anthony is beside himself. He's, he's watching, re-watching the he's game He's watching right it now. right now, yeah. I'm like, you already know how it ends. It's like, what are you doing? Can I see all the moments, all the I highlights. Know, exactly. Well, I am not a soccer person. I'm not a sports person. But I do believe in the women's soccer team having fucking equal pay to the shitty men's soccer team. That's about all I know. Didn't watch a single game of the World Cup. I don't know anything. But I do know that they're amazing and that they deserve to be paid the same amount. They're so good. That's what like, I've honestly. Heard. Like, everything I've read is always how amazing they are. I feel like it's just a fact, right? And so the they men. Should... So, the same day that the women's national team won the um, World Cup, the men's, like, the men's team is playing in the Gold Cup right now, and they lost to Mexico the same day that the women won the entire oh World Cup, so. So they had a parade in New York, which was, like, this huge celebration, but they also brought attention uh, to this lawsuit that they filed on March 28th against the U.S. Soccer Federation over unequal pay between the men's and women's team. So the prize money for this year's World Cup that just happened, they got $30 million dollars. Compared to the men's 2018 World Cup prize of $400 million. Mm-hmm. We talked about this on our sports episode. Right. Um, it's And the excuse the for this... The difference is complete bullshit. Right. And, and the excuse understand. for it is because 
they will say that less people watch the revenue, but the it's not true. Women's World Cup, but I actually don't think that's true with, it's so- not. with the, soccer. In with, the article that I read, it says right. that the, the their games generate more revenue. Right. I mean, with other sports, I could see how maybe that's true, but not with soccer. I don't. Mm. I don't think that's the case. I think just as many people. I know a lot of soccer fans, and yeah. just as many people were hyped up and interested in the Women's World Cup as were in the Men's World Cup. Yeah. And the the women's, like, U.S. team is insanely good. Mm-hmm. Insanely good. Yeah, it doesn't matter what sex they are, gender they are, like, they're amazing. And if it's you're still as fun sport, to watch that sport. You're going to be exactly. a fan. Exactly. Exactly. So, goalie Ashlyn Harris posted on Instagram a story of her crumbling up the papers of the lawsuit to use as confetti at the parade. In another video, she's seen kicking the papers around the floor of City Hall. Then Allie Long crumbles the crumbles the pages and shoves them in her mouth and says, pay us, bitch. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or, no, that was Harris that said that. After they won, the crowd started chanting, like, equal pay or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, U.S. Soccer Federation President Carlos Corde- Cordero was uh, drowned out by fans shouting equal pay from the crowd. He says, we hear you, we believe in you, and we're committed to do right by you. Okay, well, get the fuck on it then, Once I guess. More, it says, U.S. soccer has invested more in women's soccer than any other country in the world, and we will continue to to invest more in women's soccer than any country in the world. We and we continue to encourage others including our friends at FIFA to do the same. We believe that US soccer at US soccer that all female athletes deserve fair and equal pay and together I believe we can get this done. So Megan Rapinoe who I feel like is like the big star right now that everybody you know knows who she about. is and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. She says, I think he's with us. I think he's on the right side of things. I think he's going to make things right. Which I'm confused by because me reading that, it, it doesn't bring me any comfort that anything's going to change for with what no. he said. He's like, we we already invest so much in them. Like, we, yeah, we believe in them. We believe in them. It's like, well, then why aren't... Tell you me what had, you're going to do. Tell you me what you're going to You had time to change things between when they filed this lawsuit and now. Because that yeah. lawsuit was filed quite a while ago. It was March 28th. Well, and that's the thing is it's like... You can tell me until the sky turns red that, like, you know, you're invested in them and that they're great and that they deserve equal pay. That's all good and great, but you actually need to make some fucking change. You know what I mean? So on July 9th, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin introduced a bill that would prohibit federal funding for the 2026 Men's World Cup unless the U.S. Soccer Federation agrees to pay men and women's teams equally. More than 50 members of Congress wrote to Cordero last week pushing him to fix the pay gap. So luckily there are a lot of people who are getting behind it. But yeah, his words don't make me feel better. No, I agree. Which is why I'm surprised that well, Megan Rapinoe was like, I I believe him. Maybe they like, know really? him on a personal level, and maybe also, like, maybe so little movement has happened in so long that this kind of feels like something that's possible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't trust him. I, don't, I just feel weird about it. But um, I'm glad that they have made it such, um, like, a big deal. Like, a they've priority. been talking about it, yeah, on right. social media and during their parade and everything like that. Well, like, they're not gotten, willing to let it go. They're so good and they've gotten so much attention that they cannot ignore it at this point. Uh-uh. It's um, only in their best interest to keep right, it. Right, exactly, exactly. Because people actually give a shit about soccer right now. So yeah. maybe, like, 
keep yeah. that momentum going. Exactly. I also love that they were invited to the White House yep. if and they won. Like, nah. And they were like, fuck no, we're yeah. not going. And so then Trump does what he always does, which he rescinds the invitation. And it's like, you you realize there's Fine, no I don't power. Want you. Right. There's no power in rescinding an invitation that was already declined. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't want you to come anyways. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's, what it's it such a like, fucking you know? weird. He's such a like he's whiny a, little bitch. He's a baby. He's no, a that's baby. an insult to anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, that's an insult so, to babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you and I have the same thing for our, our final topic, which uh, I'm on the fence of whether or not this is even something that like it, it, it's so dumb. Like yeah. to me, it's like so fucking stupid. But it's also so infuriating. It, it is infuriating, but mostly I'm just like, y- it's not going to change anything anyway. Okay, so let's yeah. tell the listeners what we're talking about. So last week, we ended up recording on a Tuesday because I had to leave town for my cousin's wedding over the 4th of July. And so we didn't cover some things that we maybe would have because yeah. I think it was last Wednesday. Yeah, that it was Wednesday. They announced, um, Disney announced the new Ariel for the live action version of The Little Mermaid. Halle Bailey, which I want to say Halle Berry. Every fucking time, Every time. honestly. Our comments too have said Halle Berry. I a feel like times. it was a misstep for her parents to yeah. do that. Like, it, Halle it's, Bailey? It, yeah, it's too. We Too cannot close. have both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there can only be one. Can only be one. Um, but yes, Halle Bailey, she is part of a R&B duo group with her twin sister, Chloe. And, and she's, she's on Grownish. And she's on Grownish. And yeah. she's insanely talented. Like, yeah. I remember when she... They were probably, like, 13 when they first started, like, releasing their um, music? music. And I remember hearing it, and they sound like literal earth angels. Like, yeah. they sound... So beautiful. And she's very beautiful. She's gorgeous. She looks stunning. like Ariel. I don't know. Yes. She's got the big eyes. She's got a Disney princess. She looks face. like a black Ariel. Like she, does. she really does. She, she looks she looks like a walking like a Disney, Disney princess. princess. Yes, she does. So her fans are obviously so excited. We're very excited. The people who are normal fucking human beings are very excited. But on Twitter and Instagram, things are getting a bit racist here. So one <laughs> Twitter user says, and just like that, Disney ruined the live action Little Mermaid. Hashtag not my Ariel. Yes. So a hash because, you know, I had people talking to me about this where a lot of people were like, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, backlash to this, but I haven't seen anyone actually saying that this is a problem for them. And I'm like, well, enough people were saying that it was a problem that on the 4th of July, hashtag not my Ariel and hashtag not my mermaid were trending. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> there were people taking it to, like, bananas extreme lengths, where I saw oh, on yeah. Reddit where they were talking about how, like, well, scientifically, mermaids wouldn't be black. You ready? I've got a whole... Do you see Do you see what I have written it's here? It's so fucking so, dumb. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so another user says, it's not a movie about mermaids. It's about the 1989 Disney movie based on the story The Little Mermaid written by Hans Christian Andersen where he describes white skin and blue eyes. Ariel is from Denmark, ellipses, Nordic, Hashtag, not my Ariel. Hashtag, it's not inclusive. And then Freeform, because she works on Grownish, Hallie Bailey does. And, and, and it's owned is, by Disney. Yeah. So Freeform responded on Instagram in a comment that says, Yes, the original author of The Little Mermaid was Danish. Ariel is, ellipses, 
a mermaid. <laughs> she lives in an underwater kingdom in international waters and can legit swim wherever she wants, even though that often upsets King Triton, absolute zaddy, which made me like, oh, because I hate that word. Um, but for the sake of argument, let's say Ariel 2 is Danish. Danish mermaids can be black because Danish people can be black. Ariel can sneak up to the surface at any time with her pals Scuttle and the <clears throat> Jamaican crab Sebastian, sorry flounder, and keep the bronze base tight. Danish people, and thus merfolk, can also genetically have red hair. But spoiler alert, bring it back to the top, the character of Ariel is a work of fiction. So after all this is said and done, and you still cannot get past the idea that choosing the incredible, sensational, highly talented Halle Bailey is anything other than inspired casting, that is because she doesn't, quote, look like the cartoon one. Oh boy, do I have some news for you about you. Well, the thing is, if you cannot pick and choose which parts of Hans Christian Andersen's Little Mermaid you want to adhere to yeah. when talking about Disney's The Little Mermaid. Because it's completely because different. they are completely different. So cut you shouldn't off. even reference Hans Christian Andersen's mm -hmm. origin because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because mm -hmm. the Disney one took place in France. It had, you know, a fucking Jamaican frog. It had a bunch of different... Frog? Or, oh, sorry. <laughs> A Jamaican lobster. It had all different... Wait, he was yeah. a crab. 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 Sorry. It had all different kinds of things mixed up into yeah. one. And outside of all of that, this is a ridiculous conversation to be having because it is a mermaid. It yeah. is a fictional creature. creature. It's not a human. Yeah. So it doesn't even make sense to be having this conversation. I know. And I understand that... Whenever we think of these live-action remakes, we are picturing the cartoon. But I want I them get to that. be different. I want them because the to Lion be different. Because the Lion King looks like a frame-by-frame -frame replica. Which I'm going to see it anyway. I don't but. know. I Bad reviews are coming out. It looks kind of... Have you listened to, like, Hakuna Matata? No, Donald Glover is amazing. His singing voice is superb. I'm sorry. Seth Rogen, really? Well... It's bad. I... It's I'll bad. probably get to see it for free because I work for ABC. You asshole. So. I mean, I want to see it, but at the same time, I'm like, I listened to the soundtrack today on the way to work, and I listened to, like, Seth Rogen's parts, and it's not even funny. Like, he's not even, he's not talk singing, and he's not singing singing. He's, like, kind of both. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what? It, and his timing, like, he's not funny in it. Like, it's not even, I don't know. I don't get it. Well, here are my goals, or here's what I would want from an Ariel. If this is going to be a musical, which it would need to be. Beautiful singing voice. I would need her to have a beautiful singing voice, which Check. she does. And I would want her to have red hair because I would. Yeah. I just, I would. But uh, here's the thing. She can do whatever thing. hair color she wants. She lots, would look amazing with some red hair. Lots of black people naturally have red hair. Yes. Lots of black people have red hair. So... I don't understand what the issue is. And I, I posted something to our it's Instagram. It's ignorance. I posted something to our Instagram and oh my God. Like guys, if it's you are still not stopping. If you are sitting here thinking like people don't really it must be a small minority. People don't really think this way. Go on our Instagram, go back a couple of days and find our post about it because the comments have been coming in consistently for like three days. Yeah. And people are mad. And yeah. man. I understand. There are I, 451 comments. I understand, like, people who were like, 
I got made fun of so much for being a, a ginger when I was growing up, and it was great to have a beautiful princess who who represented me. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but a little black that, girl probably could have used that, a role that model That kind as well. of support as well. And I understand what you're saying, but no one is ruining those memories. No. Like, you still have the old movie to go watch. No one is saying, we're going to destroy the original Little Mermaid, and you right. can only watch the live-action one from now on. all I care about is that it doesn't suck, because so many of Honestly. these live-action movies suck. Honestly. They suck. Okay, but on that note, have you seen the trailer for the new Mulan? Right? Oh my god, it looks Holy amazing. Holy shit. Oh, it looks insane. Oh my god. And it's not going to be a musical. They look no. like they're going about it a little bit differently. They're going kind of back to the the original like story. I am so here for it. Psyched. So here for it. Okay, so. so the original actress who played the voice of Ariel in 1989, her name is Jodie Benson, said of the casting, I think that the spirit of the character is what really matters. What you do to bring to the table in a character as far as their heart and their spirit is what really counts. We need to be storytellers. And no matter what we look like on the outside, no matter our race, our nation, the color of our skin, our dialect, whether I'm tall or thin, whether I'm overweight or underweight, or my hair is whatever color, we really need to tell the story. And Donald Glover also kind of gave some advice to Halle Bailey. He's playing Simba in The Lion King. Well, and I think because he had received a lot of like blowback For a long Spider-Man, time ago, there was there was a rumor that he might be the new Spider-Man, and people lost their shit about yeah. it. They lost their fucking good... shit. He would have been such a cute Spider-Man. I love um, him so much. But so he probably knows what that feels like, right? Mm-hmm. So he says. I thought that was so special. We were just watching that film, and I'm like, that's such a great story. But I'm just like, I don't know. I just hope she's having fun, and don't let anybody make you feel the opposite of how you want to feel. It's a really special role, and you earned it, so I hope you're listening. Yeah. I was like... I, love, <laughs> I fucking love him so much. Donald I love him so much. But yeah, I mean, it's... I, I hope that it's good. I don't know. I, I think it will be good. Did you hear that uh, Terry Crews wants to play King Triton? Yes. Which I am like, please let that it'll happen. Be, it would be perfect. It would be perfect. I didn't get to watch. He made, like, a video. I didn't get to see the video, but I saw that he changed some of the lyrics or whatever. He says something about how, like, my pecs are better. <laughs> and I was like, hilarious. yes. I, like, high-key want them to pick a drag queen to play Ursula. They're but... not, though. They're picking Melissa McCarthy. Well, they McCarthy. haven't nailed that down yet, but that is the um, rumor. Sure? Yeah, last I heard that that was the rumor, but she hadn't officially been cast. But, I mean, most likely that is what's going to happen. I, yeah, I mean, I think that it would be respectful to cast a drag queen, especially because... It's based on Divine. It's based on Divine. But then I was thinking about this today where I'm like, okay, we have these ideas of what we want to be cast, and then we're going to be mad if it's not cast that way. But it's it's on the flip side because we want more representation. We want well, I mean, and I be... won't be mad if it's not a drag queen. No. I just think that that would be such a great opportunity. So cool. You know, it's such a good opportunity to be able to do that. Right. You we're know, not going to go on awesome. Instagram and Twitter and no, hashtag I think, not my Ariel. I think Melissa McCarthy Ursula. will do a, a an adequate job. She would. You know, she would do great. Yeah, she's hilarious. She would be. I love when comedians are villains and they have that, especially with Ursula, that she could do a really dark character. But mm-hmm. like, I was scared of. her slow when I was little and I feel like she could bring her like some humor and life. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing it. I would be interested in seeing it. But I mean, we'll see who all gets cast. Mm -hmm. I want to know who Prince Eric is going to be. I'm very excited. So um, so yeah, I I can't wait. And if you fucking don't like it, well, tough tits. Move on. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. Go watch the old one. You still have it. 
Go watch it. Go watch it. Honestly. If you care so much about it, Seriously. go watch it forever and never leave your basement. Honestly. Truly. Okay. Um, <gasps> well, I think that's everything, right? Yeah, I think that's everything. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to us again this week. We really appreciate it. Um, if you have any sister solidarity stories, if you had thoughts on anything that we talked about today, if you got thoughts about Black Ariel that you want to share with us in your anger, whatever, send it in. Let us know. Our email is neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Catch us on Instagram where it all goes down at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can get us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y A N F Podcast. You can also get us on Facebook. We have a business and a group page. You can rate and review us on our business page. That'd be super super cool. It's even cooler when you rate us on and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love it so, so much. Yeah. So thank you. Um, also, feel free to listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen. It helps us out a little bit. We really appreciate it. And with all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.